Hello, my name's Gizzy Erskine. And I'm Sydney Lima, and this is Sex, Lies and DM Slides. Where we invite our celebrity friends to dive deep into their DM boxes to see what terrors lurk within. We'll be chatting about online trolls, online dating, perverted proposals and why everyone's so weird on social media. Sex and Lies and DM Slides. This podcast contains adult content, graphic details of our sex lives and the filthy contents of our inboxes. You have been warned. Sydney Lima and I'm Gizzy Erskine and welcome to our Spotify original podcast Sex, Lies and DM Slides I was trying to compensate for the fact you went all quiet <laughs> where we get to chat about sex and love in the age of social media today we have on one of our heroes Rose McGowan we're very happy to have her on weren't we Gizzy I mean hear that it's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake specifically they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. It's quite a big interview, Rose McGowan, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Rose, uh, God, I mean, it's like I'm sure there's not a person on the planet who doesn't know who Rose McGowan is right now. But if you don't, I guess the best way to introduce her would be, first and foremost, she is the person who single-handedly put herself, exposed the whole Harvey Weinstein situation, who... uh, The forefront of the Me Too movement, we'd say. Exactly. It's kind of interesting when we had actually... When we did interview her, he hadn't gone to prison at that stage. On top of that, Rose was an actress. She's always had a voice, you know. I, I always loved her because she went out with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I know, so, those pictures. Do you remember that uh, red carpet uh, uh, moment yeah. with her in that, like, 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 like mesh oh, dress? Oh, it was amazing. So I was, great. I fell in love with both of them at that point. Did you ever see the film The Doom Generation? I didn't, no. Tell me I, about it. It was like one of the first things I ever saw her in and it was part of this uh, Teenage Apocalypse trilogy by Greg Araki, this director. Um, and she played this kind of apathetic character called Amy Blue. And it kind of stood in a similar space as Larry Clark's kids as a film. It was like quite a cult thing. It was like a killer road movie. So like these kind of these three teenagers running around threatening people, just looking really good in this really <laughs> hyper real way. And it challenged America's cisgendered view at the time. Uh, and I just I fell in love with that character, Amy Blue. She was just so cool. Well, this is it. You know, she's played, I mean, I similarly, um, I loved her in Planet Terror, which was the um, collaboration that was done between uh, Rodriguez and Tarantino. And she was just so fucking badass. She had mm. this leg that was a machine gun. <laughs> Even when you look at her in Charmed and, her, you know, how bitchy she was, she's always had massive personality in yeah. all of her acting roles. She doesn't like being referred to as an actress as much anymore, I don't think. Well, she doesn't at no. all. And I think what's been really devastating about the whole Me Too movement is she's actually... Th- ostracised herself to the point where she's not able to work anymore. So in her exposing uh, Weinstein, where people like Gwyneth Paltrow then jumped on the bandwagon, kind of, Mm. um, you know, she's lost her career. She'll never work as an actress again, and I I think she's fine with it now. Yeah, I mean, her whole... I mean, she's got a huge following of her book, Brave, which I think everyone kind of knows her for. Which is super empowering, but, I mean, what a huge move to actually go fuck this like my career actually means a lot less to me than actually making this movement and a a huge kudos for her but I also find it really frustrating that that's had to be the case you know it's sort of what has she really won in this situation because yeah Weinstein's in prison Mm -hmm. and loads of people went down with him but then I think she's won 
I think I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I hope I hope she has. I mean, I'm pretty confident she'll be happy, but it's got to be a bittersweet pill to take. I don't know. So Gizzy, uh, we did actually hang out with Rose at Gizzy's birthday party. So our toxic male <laughs> producer Hayden turned up to my birthday party with Rose McGowan, who I had met a few times before, but it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, my birthday party <laughs> was uh, a very fun event with lots of fun people there. But I've got to say, having Rose McGowan in the corner at the event was great. Me and Sid snuck off before 11.30. I told mom... her that, that, that our talk to male producer was a misogynist and it got him really, really riled up. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we, we should probably say that Hayden's kind of all right. Kind of. I don't know. He's all right. He'll do. But, you know, uh, I've got this woman at my party. And then we, me, and, me, and, me and Sydney, I mean, my mum threw me out of my own birthday party, my own 40th birthday party at about... Half eleven, at which point me and Sydney. I thought you just off. did a backseat exit. Backseat well, I, I, because exit my mum was like, it? "You can't speak. Get out of here." I was like, ooh, 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 and then <laughs> ran off. Um, me and Sid went home to my house, and then uh, within about two hours, the whole of the party stumbled into my house, including Rose McGowan. Can I just say one thing? Rose McGowan did not remember me when we did that interview. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nice to meet you. I was like, oh. Gutted. (laughs) Gutted. (laughs) Anyway, Sid, this week, what have you been on about? Well, mate, I've had had some new messages in. So it's basically like men targeting women on like, like mainly models, signed models, to go on holiday with these uh, rich kind of Saudi men. They pay five grand a day's work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And of course, like in lockdown, people haven't been able to go flying around and going on these like yacht parties because all these jobs, they call it uh, image modeling. All these image model jobs are basically for these very rich men's Instagram of like girls in bikinis next to them on their yachts. So essentially that's what it is. Do they have to shag? Well, this is the whole blurred line. Like this is what I've been like trying to look into it further. But um, I got a message the other day from the same guy who normally asks like, oh, do you want to go to Cannes with these weird men? Uh, And now they're asking if if I'm up for doing like Zoom meetings, i.e. I think stripping on Zoom. So somebody slid into your DMs to ask if you want to do stripping on Zoom. Yeah, I think, well, it's kind of a bit blurred. It, like, so, it's like they don't say like stripping on Zoom they just say um, read like, it to me what exactly has come in it. that's the problem it was like in essence they say it's because it, the money's gone down obviously because no one's leaving their, their front room but it's I think so they, oh have... that's it they said dancing they said will you be doing can you do Zoom dancing now for someone with no like dancing ability even in a be, non-sexy I way I want to see this I'd pay so, money <laughs> well yeah so what's happened well, I'm just, I'm not dancing. I mean, I just think, wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the world that they would be expecting you to be like this sexy dancer and then you come on? <laughs> you should, so Sydney is beautiful. She's got this extraordinary face. Oh, shut but, up. But, but like, no, we're, we're, all, we're all limbs. But they're also, they've also been doing this thing in lockdown where they've been bailing out models. So they've been giving them loans. So this same company that have been asking for Zoom dancing, they've been, they've been offering five grand loans on Instagram yeah. so that they at, at what, so, on what those loans are worth yeah and so that's basically them then going on those trips um, later, the, later, later days it's all a bit like it's just this little underworld I've been I've but, been, but uh, these, are these women that like, sign up to it because I remember years ago I mean I modelled from the age of 15 to 18 with a proper agency and then I went to catering school 
And when I went to catering school, I got scouted again by someone who was pretending to be Select Model Agency, but it wasn't Select Model Agency whatsoever. But, you know, I got my card, it said Select on it, went for my meeting, and then ended up uh, in a room with a madam. <laughs> and there's no yeah. getting around it, but it was yeah. a very glamorous madam, and she she, she was scouting for beautiful yeah. women to escort, essentially. Yeah. I think it's in, Instagram's like kind of yeah. there's now like that direct. But I, relationship but I do wonder how many young aspiring models go and join up to yeah. these things, believing that they're going to be actually modelling, and then they're like, "Oh, well, here's my first job, and wow, yeah, it's amazing! Exactly. I'm off to to wherever, and I'm going to be going on a yacht." I know. And well, then that's the thing. And then before it... you know it, you're having to dance, <laughs> Zoom dance. You're having to do some dancing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I've been looking into. So I'll let you know if I do take up my Zoom dancing career. Anyway, without further ado, we need to give this woman no introduction, but I will anyway. It's Rose McGowan. Sex and lies and DM slides. Go on, Lisa. Slides. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better than last time we were all hanging out together, which will remain unmentionable. <laughs> I don't know if you know much about how the show is. It's sex, lies, DM slides. First of all, sex Sex Sex-related topic. Okay. And then we go through lies, and then we open up your DMs. Oh. Way. (laughs) So, um, I got a dick pic the other day, and I'm like, me? (laughs) Boy, you're playing with fire. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd be like the last person I'd send a dick pic to. It's quite interesting. (laughs) That's some serious... I know, I'm like, that's uh, some... You got some belief in that dick. Was that 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 your first dick pic? Was it my first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it was no, it, but I don't get that many ever since you know yeah. being outspoken currently. currently because currently that would be like I, I it would just be hard to fathom yes but no previously I was in fact and the thing with dick pics is that you turn your phone because you're like ah it shocks you unless you're in the middle of a conversation where it's applicable a mutual conversation um, but then you turn your phone back on again and the dick's still there and it shocks you twice oh <laughs> was it a worthy dick if it was your dick would you have been happy to have sent it or I don't really understand the purpose because everyone kind of looked like Jeff Bezos but like a dick <laughs> so sex what do you think? I mean, have you ever been on any of the dating apps or anything like um, that? I went on one, but only because a friend of mine, I was looking for a sound mixer for my album, Planet Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's go to... Well, my friend said I was just on Tinder and met Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's sound mixer. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I went on Tinder, found him, and lo and behold, he comes over to my house. And uh, I turn down the lights and I'm like, lay down on the carpet. So he does. And I'm like, I need to play some music for you. <laughs> He's like, okay. And I sit in the chair and I turn on the songs and by like the, he just got into the music and he turns and he's like, I can make this 20% better. And I'm like, good, I'm not here for a date. I just needed to really talk to you about music. <laughs> and he's like, that's good. I have a girlfriend. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. But that's... anyway, that was my only time. But my aunt, who is 67 and gorgeous, is on Tinder and she... We were in Italy for two days. She had 73 responses. Holy I'm like, shit. like, what in the actual hell? So is she on it quite a lot then? Is she, she, get, is she putting out a lot of likes? A lot of, uh, is it right, swipe, right, right, less swipes? Swipes, yeah, no. Yeah, she's swipes. Like, and then she had a boyfriend from that Italian time for a year. And now she has another one that she met on there. I mean, go on with yourself, girl. But I personally... I mean, seriously. I feel like I'm too old for it. And then, but she just... It doesn't. I think it's great. I also don't want to date anybody. I accidentally had a girlfriend recently because of cultural differences <laughs> in language. How do you accidentally have a girlfriend? <laughs> well, <laughs> as it turned out, in in 
the UK, you say, oh, this is my girlfriend Gizzy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this right. is my girlfriend Tracy. <laughs> this is my girlfriend Sally. So I guess I came, come home from, I had been seeing her for a couple of months, and that night she goes, oh my God, is it true? And I said, what? She's like, I'm your girlfriend? With this really hopeful face, and I looked at her, and I was like, huh? And she goes, you introduced me twice tonight as your girlfriend. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. Whoops. So I just kind of smiled and gave this really awkward hug with a pat, and I'm like, crap. They ghosted her. She's amazing. No, it was another month. And then I got a puppy, I got a puppy and then broke up with her the next day. Oh, I mean. Bless. But I didn't want a girlfriend, and it really was me wussing out in the moment. Mm-hmm. I definitely, like, did not. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. I, it was just because I'd lived in the UK for two years, I just got used to saying that. And they don't do that in America. Have you had any you other would say issues girlfriend, with, uh... You would say girlfriend if it's your yeah, yeah, I know. That always throws me, actually. Well, this is what happens. Yeah. But have you had any, had any other issues with the English-American uh, miscommunication with words? Uh, no, because I was always pretty in it. Um, in it. In um, it. And in I it. love Tesco's, like, every little helps. <laughs> <laughs> now I love Britishisms. So what kind of messages do you get through your DMs? Well, right now, and, and generally, I get, I, it vacillates between move to Iran, you whore. And, um, yes, you've recently been, uh, there's a lot of Twitter backlash. Oh, yeah, I don't guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it up, fuck it up. No, it's really, um, I do forget sometimes when I tweet that I feel like I'm talking to one invisible person and I forget I'm talking kind of the world. So then it kind of goes nuts. But in my defense of the Iran tweet, I kind of thought this. I work outside of the government. I consider myself a weird social worker of sorts and maybe even a diplomat-ish at this moment. When mm. I woke up at 1 in the morning that night and thought after the Iran missile strike, we were in World War Three. there's a part of that. I went on Twitter stupidly as I was going to the bathroom at 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. There were three things trending, WW3, WW, WW3. And so I thought it was all three World War Three. Later it turned yeah. out it was Weight Watchers and <laughs> Ad for it. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so lies. Actually, no, I feel like we've not done enough about sex. I mean, if you yeah. if you had... A lot um, of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I really came to a point where I was done with being slapped. Mm. Or, or not slapped, but like hit with a dick inside. Yeah. How do you like, how do you pound it? That's the word pounded. I'm looking for. Pounded. And there's sometimes when you're like, dope. Yeah. And then there's a point where you're like, eh, I've had my fill. And then literally. also, I've literally had my, but it wasn't a lot. It was more like I had long-term relationships. And I, I think I was so scared. Um, I was really terrified by straight men, largely. Yeah, I mean, that's and as got a group, to be some... they're pretty fucking terrible. And I was in Hollywood and I was there alone since mm. I was 15. So I mostly only hung in the queer community. But then I would have like, I would always kind of find a boyfriend. I'm like, well, it's the best of what's available. And I'm like, mm. what? And I never honestly thought about my sexuality. I, cause I just grown up with men running mm-hmm. after me and grabbing me so mm. I just assume this is what it is I think it's the classic programming that yeah. you know the great one of the great sides of it. the internet is that we are we are suddenly exposed to other people's other ideas yeah. and and I guess and I was know. like oh why not uh, and I'd always been very scared of the vagina yeah. very really? scared of it yeah well as in, the, as in you're even your own no I mean I don't know I never thought when I was a child I mm. called it the nether regions and I used to cry and wonder why I couldn't have a catheter since I didn't want to have to go to the bathroom and didn't like the whole process. I didn't understand catheters are not the answer. <laughs> I was also very worried about incontinence. What, from a child? As being I was a child? 11. How did you even know about both of those things? Because I was a weird kid that saved up my allowance to subscribe to the Journal of American Medicine, which keeps you up to date on the latest developments in <laughs> medical technologies for diseases. And uh, I was like, I need to stay up on incontinence. 
You grew that, up in a cult, didn't you? Yeah. How much did that have an impact on your sexuality? I never thought about that. Not that, but gender roles. Mm. Um, I watched the women who would literally be supplicants on their knees looking up at my father on his rattan throne. And I would just sit and think, why? I mean, my father was an amazingly weird person, but I have never met a person that I'm worth sitting on my knees for to stare up at. Mm. Mm. And they deified him, and I would always say this is a very human, a very fallible person. You know, and I was a kid, but I was like the thorn in his side. I could see him. And he didn't want that. And the women, you know, when you're young, you just stare up with this adoration. And Mm. then what happens when these women grow up, but they're in that relationship. So the only role model I have for women was women I didn't want to be like. Yeah, but but that can be in itself a huge role model. A huge role model, yeah. I mean, you know, Rodin said it's no, no, no until it's a yes. So, Mm. yeah. But it it made it so I did not ever want to worship at someone's altar. And Mm. I've never done that to pretty much like anybody yeah. It's not my thing. In the same context, I feel the same. My mother went from being a hugely powerful woman to suddenly being super subservient to a guy. Wow. And I absolutely, I feel like my generation of my mum is a strong, powerful woman, but me and my sister have very different roles. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've I've stuck with the power, but absolutely spitefully against the other side. So it's... it's yeah, and it's, it's really... And my mother then, you know, to her credit, after escaping the cult, she put herself to university full-time, mm, had to work full-time mm, as a cocktail waitress at the Hilton, and now I think she has double top secret clearance, so I don't actually know what she does, but mm, it's something, I think, in nuclear something. Yeah. Um, that's all I know. But, you know, she she went through it, and but those women in that age group, can they really seem in my experience so far, I have a really hard time um, acknowledging the stuff that happened to them. And oh, instead they kind of, like, shit on, say, me or others yeah. kind of in mm. my age group or even younger. And yeah. it's a thing. Like, And I think it's if they looked at the traumas in their life, their brain would flip out, and they just can't because mm. they also didn't have the emotional capability to process it because mm. they were raised by, like, 50s, 60s moms. Well, exactly. Which like, even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're entirely right. But yeah, I mean, I go between. I actually like. I'll even like going back to DMs. Like, I like inventive ones. I this is a total radical shift in in topic, but um, going circling back, I was just it floated into my head. But I do help a lot of people. I think, and I'll pick someone who has like 33 followers. I don't care. You know, um, someone that messages me, but I get, like, the volume of pain stories. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, you must... Do you feel, find it hard that you can't kind of reply to them all? or do you... I reply to a lot of them, but it's um, it's just horrific stories. Like, yeah. and, and when, you know, the articles first came out in 2017, uh, and um, it was just a flood. And it was like, a lot of it was the first time the women and men getting in touch with me or trans or anybody, it'd been the first time they told anybody and it's mm. their deepest, darkest yeah. thing. And it's like, this stuff is, and it's, it's just gnarly and yeah. it's a lot to take in, but also. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not why me, but why not me? Fuck. Mm. I can. I don't like it, but it's not about what I like. But there was a point where I got so um, kind of. I was being traumatized and tortured by, you know, the monster in all ways and all these collaborators and complicity people trying to kill me. But then 
also dealing with trying to push a movement forward and wake people up and cause a cultural reset and also tend to people in pain. Mm -hmm. And I realized I had put myself at the last of a long list of trying to save the world. And I had to I had to stop to look up because I was like, oh, wait, Mm -hmm. if I'm at the last person, I'm dying. Yeah. And the amount of trauma that gets transmitted is, is really but it's also powerful because like, can you imagine like you never told anybody, but someone inspires you enough or makes you feel safe enough. Or that they understand your language. Absolutely. That they'll tell you that. So it's a great honor, but it's also, yes, it's it's kind of a lot. And it's but it's also a testament to the to the modern world where actually the access that people yeah. have to you is yeah. is that it is simply that, you know, I mean Well, I couldn't all, have done jokes, what I did without it. Yeah. I mean no all, way. all sort of like jokes aside for our, the term of the show. Yeah. But sliding in someone's direct message box is actually, you it's know, amazing. a bit of a really powerful thing mm, for you. Yeah. But I also appreciate, like, the drain... Oh, God, that's the wrong words, but, you know, no, the, awesome. the, the consumption well, that you have take, yeah. taking on. It's like it's if a you're a, a healer, essentially. And you well, that, that it on kind out. of is, and I'm kind of good at it, mm. but it, it, is a, it is like... Gotta figure out how to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell! I, I literally thought I just worked that out this year myself. I'm like, wait, how do I get? Waiting. How do I? How do I counsel people on mass? Yeah, but somehow pay my rent. Dang. I don't know. Do you ever approach people on in their DMs directly, or do is it is it kind of a? I do. There was some kid, or I'm gonna assume he's like a kid, um, who has like some kind of popular, I don't know, Instagram, and he had a picture of me, and it was like hot or not, and I DM'd him. And it was an older picture, so fine, whatever. But I was like, he wasn't, and I and I DM'd him, and he's like a gay kid, and um, I was like, can you please take this post down? I find it mm-hmm. offensive, and let me tell you why. I said I'm not attacking you. I'm just gonna try to um, show you a different perspective on it. I said you probably um, because you're, you know, he's queer, um, which is evident on his page. He's out. Um, uh, you know. You're part of a structure that is terrorizing people and women and and putting qualifications on their looks just for clicks. And I think that's a really mm. gross way of making a living. Mm. So I'm not mad at you. I would just love you to look at it. And mm. maybe you can do cool or not mm. just by taking that word. Yeah. Mm. Hot is like, yeah. it's so yeah. temper. It's just gross. It's just like, don't. And I was like, if you want to keep doing that, you do you. Was he mm. surprised that you'd messaged it? Uh-huh. And he was really nice. And we had a great conversation back and forth. And at the end, he said, you're right. I've seen, I see it differently now. Mm. And I didn't attack him. It was, mm. it was actually sweeter than how I said it here. Mm. But um, it was really just more educational because these people, it does damage. Every little bit does damage. Yeah. When Perez Hilton would draw semen on my face uh, every day, it does Whoa. damage. Jesus Christ. And write 65, 75, 85, how old is she? Whore across my face every day, pretty much. And is like, that still going, the Perez Hilton yeah. website? No, he's a loser. Um, no, he's trying to be nice because he realized it didn't work. <laughs> But it did work for a long time. Yeah. It was relentless. It's the influence as well. Well, and he called like Jennifer that. Aniston Maniston, always, like oh, every God, day. Yeah. This person was brutal. Mm. Isn't it funny? And not- would make fun of women with actresses who had veins on their hands. And mm. it's like, oh, we have to worry about that? Oh, no, God. Yeah. It's literally relentless. And yeah. like, look at you. Yeah, exactly. You got the face you deserve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christ. This is the time we get you to open up your inbox. Okay. Uh, I got one. Yes, be careful about this coronavirus. Okay, thank you. Thanks. That's Concerned. pretty helpful. <laughs> Nailing it. Okay. I mean, how many messages are you getting a day? A lot. In the hundreds, thousands? Um, mm, yeah. Not thousands, I don't think. No, because I've been shadow banned on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, so what does that mean? Shadow ban is like they won't... It's like they don't promote your on the algorithm your site, and it's because right. when I went up against some dickhead on Twitter uh, about I think it was like about a week or two after the, the Harvey stories broke, um, 
I went up against someone on Twitter. It was gross. And um, Twitter shut my suspended, like shut my account down. Like, to, mm-hmm. like, and then it became Women Boycott Twitter Day after that. Right. And um, so that became a big thing. And ever since, and I'll tweet directly. Like, there was a Twitter thing where it was like um, news of the trial was covered in their entertainment section. I'm like, so I tweeted at Jack Dorsey, mm-hmm. the head of Twitter, and I'm like, this is not entertainment. And I noticed it got moved over the, you know, news. Uh, and just very saying, just kind of talking to people. Like I tweeted at Jeff Bezos, Bezos, whatever. Mm-hmm. I tweeted at him um, about his former studio head at Amazon, and by four that afternoon, the guy was fired. But that guy was already for a year under investigation for sexually harassing a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That was a big producer that produces a huge show for him, but mm-hmm. that was not enough for him to not sexually harass. But it's mm-hmm. interesting that even within social media, which you see, which is my like the place that you can be a free spirit as a whole, that you're still getting inhibited. Oh yeah, and I get a lot be, from men. I was just going to say, be within the LGBT world. Do you, is there? Do you get like fanny pics? Like, do people just send you pictures of them? Vaginas. Oh, no. See, women, women aren't the, yeah. so into I've the... never been sent a picture of a vagina. Have you? Tits. Uh, no. No tits. No. Tits I've been sent. Have you been sent some tits? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got any tits. I think really? I have, yeah. No. Not for not for a few years, but I'm pretty sure I have. I've looked at your tits then. Well, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One of my weirdest internet situations was with a lesbian vegan. She wrote to Channel 4. She wrote to my everyone that was involved in my life saying that she was going to kill me. That was fun. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice. Wait, yeah. what's her name? Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a lesbian stalker of Gee. sorts. Who's oh. she vegan? Who came when I moved to London here to look for me. Oh, Fucking exciting. It, like, did you meet her? Like, oh, yeah. Her? She saw, she found me. She found you. She just, did she just keep popping and up? And then a friend of mine just went to stay with me in New York, and he's like, oh, yeah, I met uh, this girl, Courtney, who says she's really good friends with you. And she's really strange. She got weirder through the night. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you must get a lot of different... Is this like, is it your first stalker? You must get a no, few of them. but it's my first woman. I used to get this creep that would call him bomb threats everywhere I went. That got really boring. Oh. Bomb threats? That's bomb, quite... Like, I would leave a building, there'd be a paparazzi shot, say, of a hair salon. Yeah. Then the hair salon they would call in a bomb threat to the hair salon in my name and I'm like no <laughs> that's and they were not doing my legacy. it like it was when paparazzi was off the chain in yeah. LA and like it was a good day if you only got paparazzi three times right? yeah. or in one car chase it was it was like oh, Paris Jesus. Hilton era and Lindsay Lohan yeah. era. it was miserable just a terrible time for that stuff and people they liked it I did not but it was um yeah it was peak weird and so bomb threats ahoy, and the FBI got involved. And and recently, actually, I forgot about this. There was um, like about a year ago or a year and a half, my accountant got visited because I think someone sent anthrax to like Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, and um, a couple other people in government. But then also me. So that was nice. So the FBI came to shit. And how do you how do you know that you've got anthrax being sent to you? Just open a letter and. Well, well was it I guess pr- I was on the list or that he had sent it oh, and so they, they blocked knew. it. So they came to right. warn them, like, possible anthrax coming your way. Fucking hell. Yeah. And at that point, there was so much going on in the news, I couldn't even be fucked to tweet about it. And like, just another day. <laughs> oh, yeah, another day at the office. You go, girl. I'm so proud of you. I cannot believe the amount of pain I went through in the automotive industry and in that old boys club. I'm overjoyed that you are a voice of reason through the blurred lines of this so-called man's world. I say, cut that shit out. It's time for change. You're my warrior queen. Thanks for always being an inspiration for a little person like me. Nix, you're not a little person. Aww. No. You writing that back now? Yeah. Oh, oh. You are a big person. <laughs> 
And when did that come in? I mean, it's you, you're getting that all day, right? Yeah. Do you get much abuse on the on the social media? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 Facebook, they spell the worst. Twitter, they're the meanest. <laughs> Instagram is like, you're drinking out of a plastic straw. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, you got to be careful of that. Yeah. I know. I was like, I remember it was like the height of like all the stuff going on and I posted a photo and I guess I had a plastic straw and I'm like, this is the, your biggest this is what you're going to come down on me about right now? Like, they're all kind of the same right now, which is lovely. Yeah. So proud of you for speaking out. I really want to see this dick pic. So do I, but I'm having to go. Our producer's just sent something through to me saying... Oh, he's no longer a toxic male producer. He's, uh, this, yeah, well, he, he is our <laughs> toxic male producer. <laughs> your toxic, problematic male producer. <laughs> <laughs> so sending out dick pics can be seen as an attempt to experience a, a low-risk form of connection and intimacy. Something we all have a deep human yearning for, but in a way it can be protected from a very masculine physical form without the risk of being too emotionally vulnerable. Uh, an element, Wait. Yeah, this is, this is basically the, uh, the a, a psychologist, Sarah Davis, told Esquire magazine. An element of fear of rejection, which is natural, but in rejection in response of a lump of flesh is more bearable than uh, rejection in a meaningful face-to-face way. Well, men don't That's, take rejection well, well, in my experience. Um, I mean, I broke up with someone 21 years ago, and they still hate me. And I'm like, all I did was oh. break up with them. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. But, um... Keep that dream alive of hate. (laughs) But that is also, you know, I've always found those kind of psychologists that offer up their thoughts to men's magazines usually uh, skewed towards the men uh, um, and to not scare the men. So maybe that's true. I don't know, but I would... I sort of I get would it. personally be more offended by the opposite. That, yeah, yeah. you're having your penis rejected. I would have yeah. no, my vagina <laughs> rejected. Yeah. If I decided like, to nah. send it, I, nah, I would find that more, uh, I'd be like, but you haven't even gotten to know me. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking, uh, a, a guy who's doing a paper on Grindr, and he was saying that people are tending to like completely do the reverse dating. So um, people would be meeting for a hookup at like two in the morning. No. And if they like them, then they may just do that hookup at 11 o'clock at night and then if they like them that maybe they go for dinner with them do you know what I mean and um, I think that yeah. there's this kind of real upside down it's kind of how I work too though. <laughs> my, my friend my friend just DM or texted me from uh, Mexico somewhere he's like I can't believe it all caps I was on Grinder. I met this guy I gave him a blowjob and then when he demanded money and I didn't have it he I stole fuck. my phone oh, WTF and I'm like Joel <laughs> um, you know fair enough yeah you didn't pay him. My, my, one of my really good friends, Emily, went on a, this was years ago, went on a cab ride and ended up getting, getting fucking the cab driver mm-hmm. and then he still charged her the fare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, so. wait, what does it take? Yeah. How does that come about? Because, oh. I mean, you've got the drivers in the front. Like, I mean, of like, just, Conver- when do they get know. in? What do you think they got on? Maybe the they... girl sits in the middle seat. And oh, then it just no, and no, then no. he can look through the rearview mirror. Yeah, or the boy, whoever's sitting in the back seat. I think she, she was pissed. They got on well. They went to the docks. But it fuck. wasn't just like within the cab ride. The sex. No, 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 no. They pulled up in the. Oh, docks. They pulled up. Isn't that like fake taxi cab porn? Really yeah, big? that's so weird. Yeah, taxi cab porn. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a no, lot of taxi porn. Guy Black that, cab porn. Do you think they're real oh, taxi right. drivers? Oh, I think they might be. Not actors. Maybe. I'm going I with think actors. They, might be they don't look like actors. actors. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's the ones on the bus as well. I'm like, I've been watching those for oh, a while. Oh, the game recently. bangs on the bus. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never really seen the bus game, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll hook been... you up, Sydney. What's the strangest date you've ever been on? Oh, for I mean, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, God. Strangest date. Oh, yeah, this idiot. Uh, really rich idiot. 
took me on his plane, which was the first sign something was wrong. Because uh, I generally avoid private planes. I just, they make me cringe. And I kind of think like people that pose next to them with hashtag squad goals are people that I unfollow or want to kill. <laughs> squad goals, it's a, it's more of an LA thing. You guys don't have that issue squad as much. Goals, well, well, I, have it's tons, I don't understand why you have squad goals if you're already with your squad on a private plane. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not achieve your goal? Yeah. So anyway, dude flies me. To the World Series of Baseball, which in America they call World Series, even though it's only American teams, <laughs> you know. And um, it, we go to San Francisco, and it's in 50,000 people are in this arena thing and watching this big baseball game. And uh, he, within 10 minutes, disappears. And we're in another—this is L.A. We flew to San Francisco, so I don't know. I don't even know where, where we're supposed to stay that night, where I am. He comes back 20 minutes later— he had gotten so drunk within that 20 minutes, he stole the mascot's giant panda bear head, <laughs> like giant, like two and a half, like big, and stuck it on my head. And then promptly, the head was so heavy, I fell over in the bleacher stand, knocked my head into this row of lovely men from Hong Kong in front of me. And then the guy who put the hat, panda head on me ran off. And they were like, what is you. wrong and with... Like, with the panda head, hit three guys and knocked them over. And then they gave me a ride uh, to Texas on their private plane to watch it with, uh, you know, the World Series in another state. So that was that date. <laughs> so we're going to have to end it on that, Rose. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's nice wonderful. to laugh. It's nice to laugh. Thank you for listening to our Spotify original podcast, Sex Lies and DM Slides. Please follow us on Spotify and tell all your mates about it if you enjoyed it. And if you have any weird and wonderful sex lies and DM slides stories of your own, do slide into our DMs at Sydney Lima and at Gizzy Erskine. No dick pics, please. Also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sex Lies DM Slides. This Spotify original podcast is a Hayden Prowse production produced by Amanda Redman, edited by Matt and Scott at Podmonkey. With music by Free Seed Films, our executive producers at Spotify are Rachel Simpson and Alexandra Aidy. 